Welcome to the Startup to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Hey, Matt. Hello, Mark. How's it going? Going very well, albeit pretty snowy, but well. Yeah, it's not that bad. No, it's, it really isn't. It's just I can't believe old. they canceled school like for this. <laughs> you mean delayed going back into in-person classes by one day? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but seriously, like they announced it like Sunday night yeah. before the storm even started. Yeah, like, that's premature. What are we, Toronto? Come Ooh. on. <laughs> Back in my day, we just fucking went to school. Doesn't exactly. Matter what you had. Uphill both ways. Absolutely. Bare feet. In, in two meters of snow. Mm-hmm. Kids these days. Yeah. No resolve. No. The nanny state. <laughs> How was your week? How are things? Yeah, uh, it was good. <clears throat> this week was um, outsourcing. Uh-huh. So that, that was my goal. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I need to get the ball rolling on outsourcing so that I could be more productive this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, I had that call with audience ops. Okay. That, uh, what sounded like an infomercial last, last week. Your glowing <laughs> review. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in the end, like I was, I misunderstood what the offering was. Okay. I'm not even sure if I misunderstood because I went into internet movie, uh, the, uh, the web archive, mm-hmm. the internet archive. And I saw that they did a bunch of changes between when I checked their prices and when I had the call with them. Oh. So I think they even changed the offering, but you know, it's the offering. What I was interested in was like this 850 bucks per month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would interview like your customers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, write up like a, a case study, like two of them per month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and schedule a bunch of tweets. And it was like, it was like too good to be true. In the end, it was too good to be true. It's, yeah. <laughs> they don't offer that. That's, and then they, right now they only offer that as an add on. Well, so you, so you pay for the, the blogging package. Okay. And then if you want to do a case study, that's like an, you pay per case study that you want. Okay. Yeah. But they also increased their prices by 60%. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, I, cause I knew, I knew that Brian Castle had sold audience ops last mm-hmm. year. And usually that's the first thing that the new, the new buyer does, right? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's increased the prices, mm-hmm. but uh, they hadn't, they hadn't increased it when I checked it in December. And mm-hmm. then I made the call, scheduled it. And then when I got on the call, like, at first, I was disappointed. Oh, they don't offer this case study service. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But then she sort of convinced me that Man, the blogging service would be okay. Like it would, it, it would fit the bill. Like, okay, maybe I'll try this blogging one instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then she sends me the link to go sign up. So, okay, cool. And <laughs> go, go check the link. And like, what, what are these prices? <laughs> like, this is not mm-hmm. at all what I saw last time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I admit, I mean, it left a bad, a bad taste in my mouth. Like, okay. It's such a huge increase. Like, feels like, wait, like if I would have ordered two weeks ago, like I'd be paying like 
a lot less. So you were anchored to the to that like eight hundred and fifty a month that you thought that had case studies and everything like that in it. Yeah, well, I thought that was just case studies because that's all I wanted. Oh, okay. I wasn't convinced that they could they could actually do the blogging because mm-hmm. it's it's very niche, right? It's like no code, but with Webflow and Airtable and. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so I was really thinking no the case studies because that's simple. They're gonna talk to my customers. I'll guide them in what questions to ask. And then they just have to write it up and and publish it, right? But yeah, in the end, they don't offer that service. They, it's not a standalone service they offer. Okay. So they offer a blogging service mm-hmm. where they'll either blog twice a month or four times a month, and then as an add-on, you can add a case study whenever okay. you want. And is the price too high? Yeah, I mean, part of it is psychological. It's like, it's like I don't want to pay sixty percent more, mm-hmm. um, and also I'm not getting what I wanted. Mm. So it's like it's like two things piled up together. So, anyways, I told them, ah, you know what? I I didn't realize you guys increased your prices sixty percent, and and so then she did respond saying, oh, I talked to the CEO, and he has a soft spot for indie hackers, so he's willing to like meet you halfway. Right. So it's like, okay, thanks. I'll, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still not sure. Okay. It's, it's pretty cool. Like that, you know, they were flexible on the price, but, mm. but I think the, the, my main problem is that it's not the service that I thought I was signing up for. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But now that you know that, can you like, are there other, I was going to say like, can you Google like case study? makers like are there people out there that specialize in this yeah well i mean i started brainstorming it it's like i started to think it it's probably something that i can that i can automate myself like if i can find someone that's good at interviewing and and trans writing transcripts and you know Mm. writing up a a blog post based from a transcript Mm. like i can I can outsource that part. And I think it would come up to a much cheaper than what they're charging for the case studies. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it'll be annoying because it won't be quite as turnkey. But you're right. You probably can. Um, and, I, and I even thought up of the simple, you know, like, what would this look like if it was so simple? Like, it just, it just worked. Mm. And like one version that I imagined is I just send the customer... Uh, a link to a to a questionnaire, like, mm. and basically the questions are already written, and they just have to, add, to answer the questions, and that's the blog post. It's like right. it's, you know, question answer format, mm-hmm. and then I just hire an editor to to look it through and massage it a bit so that it's mm-hmm. the you know get rid of all the it try to make it more concise or. More yeah. to the point or yeah. pull out a summary. Yeah, like on the left side, you have a questionnaire with the perfect questions and then they fill them out and then you have somebody go through to edit and whatever that take, put their words together and then like show them the diff and be like, do you agree to these changes? These are the things I'm going to make you okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, so then I started spending time on Fiverr and Upwork, trying to find content writers or content mm-hmm. editors. Um, and then, yeah, that's when I, I was there. Man, I wish there was a way to outsource my outsourcing. Because, <laughs> you know, this this is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand now why you you want to go with a service, you know, a productized service like Audience Ops, where they do it all for you. Yeah. So I'm still not, I'm still not sure. But anyways, as a, as a Hail Mary, I reached out to one person who, who blogs in a no code space. Okay. And I like his writing style. So I was like, you know, hey, like, would you be interested in, in like partnering up or, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, uh, yeah, he said he is. So like, so I think in, I think in one week we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Awesome. So yeah, so I'm not sure exactly what it's going to look like, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm, I'm trying to find like a a partnership where it's not just me paying for his time, like right, because that's not really what interests him. Like he's trying to like he has a full time job that pays well, so he's not looking for something that just turns his time into money. He's looking mm-hmm. for a side project or something that can that can grow and. Hmm. So either it's like an affiliate program. That's an interesting idea. How can you turn... So you are a no-code tool and you power these businesses that need help with this thing specifically. And you have a person who is in the no-code space and also writes. And it's like, how can you turn this content this outcome that you want into a multiple like that that's beneficial for both the writer as well as both of you right because like he has a newsletter so you know so he has readers that are looking for for his tips and tricks on how to get these no code tools to work Mm -hmm. so yeah so if he can write a few articles where he's showing how Power Importer makes it simpler to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And then the link to Power Importer is an affiliate link. And for these for these case studies, do you see that being like what would an ideal case study look like? Maybe that's a, a good place to start. Yeah, well I mean the case studies I was imagining something different than this partnership. Right. Yeah. I mean the case studies I was I think there's a lot of interesting blog posts that can be extracted from these interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, like why are they using Airtable as their backend instead of just the CMS? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a blog post itself. Like all the reasons why using Airtable as a CMS is more powerful than using the Webflow CMS directly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so asking them questions of why they made those decisions. Um, how to, if I'm t- if I'm targeting an audience that's more like indie hackers or people that are trying to build a business on the side, mm-hmm. well then it'd be interesting to see their these business models. You know, like if someone is running a job board with Power Importer, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see examples. Like here, here's someone that built a job board using no code tools and. Mm-hmm. 
that's how the business works. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I guess the reason I asked that was because I was thinking in a partnership like this, would he be saying like, all right, I want to, you know, Matt Co is a customer of Power Importer and they use Power Importer for these reasons. And then to be able to take that and say, here's how, and then, you know, this person would say something like, here's how Matt Co turned an investment in Airtable into a solution that looks like this or, you know, something along those lines where it's like, not only are is that person teaching, they're, they're using a real life example to teach, uh, to instruct and teach or inform and teach is what I'm looking for, um, where Power Importer is the kind of star of that. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. That sounds totally doable. I mean, you have a lot of customers like you. There's got to be a bunch of interesting stuff in there that that you could mine and be like, hey, here's a bunch of people who agreed to, to talk with me in depth. Do any of these case studies, do any of these situations seem interesting to you? And then I guess from there, it's also figuring out where does that content live? Does it live on on his, I assume it's a he, but like the person you've been talking to? Like, um, does it live on his site, on his mailing list? Does it... Is it co-branded? Right. Yeah, that's it. it is. That's that's why I call it a partnership. It's not simply I pay him to write it and then he posts it on my blog. Yeah. Yeah, it will probably live on his blog and his mailing list. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he can have an affiliate link. Sure. And be part of the, the profit sharing. So yeah, it's still not clear. It's um, yeah, um, but I have a, a lot more ideas now. Of like, it it was nice when I when I saw audience ops and I saw this use case scenario. Mm-hmm. Like I said, wow, that is a a clever way of like creating a pipeline of content that I can generate. Totally, totally. But now I'm realizing, well, now that I have the idea, like this pipeline, I can probably build it myself. Like. Mm-hmm. And if I can do it with someone that I already trust and I already like their writing style and they're already part of the community, it's like, mm-hmm. this would be perfect. Great. Yeah. So, so now while, while I'm on hold, cause he, he was really busy this last week and this week, mm-hmm. I was like, well, okay. Now I need, I need a way for it. Like if, if I'm allowed to cross post, you know, whatever scenario, like power importer needs a blog. So then I was like, so I should really finally bite the bullet and migrate <laughs> Power Importer's marketing site to Webflow. Right. So then I could run the blog on Webflow mm-hmm. and maybe even use Power Importer to power it. Yeah. So like a dog food Power Importer. Mm-hmm. So, so now I was back on Upwork and Fiverr <laughs> to, to find a designer mm-hmm. that, that could do the migration. So yeah, so I really, I didn't want to do a whole redesign mm-hmm. because then there'd be too much of a mismatch between mm-hmm. the design of the line, the marketing site and the design of the app. Yeah. So, so I, I decided, no, I just want someone to take the original design and just like 
translate it into into Webflow. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I found I found some people. It's really interesting. Like Fiverr, you know, it has these like they're they're pre predefined jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So you can hire someone and they will create a website with like five pages in Webflow mm-hmm. for a fixed price. Um, but at Upwork, you can hire people by the hour instead. Right. So I was browsing on Upwork, but Upwork also copied Fiverr's like UI and business model completely. Oh, wow. Like now when you're, I don't even, it almost feels like, I don't know, did Upwork buy Fiverr? <laughs> No, like Fiverr I, is public, I think. Okay, because I because I googled it, I tried to see did they buy them? Like this is ridiculous. It's the <laughs> exact same interface, you know. So like you go to Upwork, it's yeah, you either find talent or you post a, a job. But when you go find talent, you have okay, th- these are these are the the people and their hourly rate, mm-hmm. or some people offer pre made like productized services. And you click on that, and it's the exact same interface as Fiverr. It's okay. the exact same thing, like where they have three packages. You know, per job, there's like three different price prices. Hmm. Um, the reviews are at the same place. The descriptions at the same place. It's it's ridiculous. It's just a carbon copy. That's amazing. Yeah, but having looked at that, I still prefer Fiverr. So I went back to Fiverr. Okay, and. My biggest problem with Upwork is that you look at the person's rating and you go, wow, you know, they have a 4.9 out of five star rating mm. and they've done like a thousand jobs. It's like, wow, okay, that's, those are nice signals, right? Like this must be a quality person. Mm. But when you look at the reviews, um, the reviews are, are for all these other jobs, like mm. not, not the job that you're looking at. Right. Right. So I'm looking at them converting my site to Webflow. Mm-hmm. And all these jobs that I'm seeing are like logo design and, right. uh, yeah, like a graphic touch-ups and all these random jobs. It's like, well, that doesn't help me to know if they're any good at Webflow. <laughs> right. So I went back to Fiverr. And then on Fiverr, I, I had I had like a handful of people. I was like, oh, maybe. But then... Because there's so much uncertainty. It was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to a designer I know. See how much it'll cost me with them, right? Right. As a baseline. Like. <laughs> exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay a premium to go with someone that I already know. And I, mm-hmm. I've i seen their work and I like their work. So. Totally. so that's what I did. And sure enough, he said, yeah, I can do it. And he pretty much did it all this weekend. Oh, wow. So it's yeah. done. Well, he's, he's still doing a few finishing touches on it. Sure. Uh, but yeah, totally. Like it's, it's ready. I think next weekend I'll be able to launch it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's, it's awesome. So it will have a blog, but I, I won't have any blogs. <laughs> to, <laughs> <laughs> I won't One have any blog postings. Exactly. <laughs> But I'll have the, the foundation will be there, right? I mean, that's why I want to do it during the weekend because I got to do DNS magic and that okay. is never instantaneous because yeah. now I need to separate the marketing site from the app. Right. So they each have to have their own subdomain and mm-hmm. have to set up all the redirects. Right. 
the weekend is definitely slower with Power and Porter. So yeah, so that that felt that felt good. Like once I had that, I was like, yes, I'm actually progressing on this outsourcing <laughs> target. Yes, yes, this is huge. Yeah. So yeah, that so that was my week. I mean, other other than that, I upgraded my VPS. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so so now I've I've doubled my operational costs. Oh my god. I know. I'm going to go bankrupt now. From $8 to $60 or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, my God. Thank yeah. God. I mean, at, at first I was thinking, okay, like, because my server got like one or two, like, out of memory errors at one point. Oh. So I was like, okay, this is, you know, like, I'm, I'm starting to hit the limit now. Mm. So so now I was thinking, maybe I, sh- I should just separate the database from... Mm. From the application GPS, sure. uh, and I started planning it out, and I was like, "Oh, oh my God, why am I doing this? I'm just going to double the size of it. Who cares?" Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, doubling the size of it is—you click one button, and five minutes later, the server is back up, and it's double the memory, double the CPUs. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to do that. <laughs> Sick. That's so nice. So that's what I did. And it went flawlessly, and yeah, not as not as plenty of memory. Beauty. So yeah, the scaling issues, man. (laughs) I know. You're growing so fast. (laughs) My goal is to be like Peter Levels and stick to one VPS. Yeah, it's a life goal. Yeah, man. It's pretty amazing to think he runs that many projects off of a single VPS. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, oh does, does he run all of them from one? Fucking probably. Like, I, I think so. Eh? Well, like, his projects are like single index.html files. Yeah. It's like. Because it, it, I think recently I saw him say that his goal is to reach 1 million uh, annual revenue. Yeah. From And that's from all of his products. But to stick to one VPS. Yeah. And. One PHP file. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's his goal. Like, if I can do that, and no employees. Yeah. If I can do that, that's the ultimate, like, the ultimate flex. Because I think he had, I think he had an employee or a contractor or something. That, I think he hired like a part time DevOps person or something like that. Yeah, it's possible. But, but he doesn't consider it an employee. Yeah, right? Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, like we know, he doesn't have like hundreds of freelancers. Like, no, 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 no. no. It's yeah, someone to help with DevOps or yeah, uh, maybe like set up his backups or something like that. It's just like make this backup for me and reliably, and then it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. Teach me how to use Git. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just edit it live on the server, single index.php and SQLite. <laughs> What up? Like, what a G. That's so yeah. cool. That's so great. Seriously, SQLite, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was my week. So, this week we were thinking of doing something a little different. Yeah. So, I'm, uh, I'm still looking at I'm still considering doing 12 and 12. Uh, Really, for me, like last week was a lot of, um, 
investigating my time and seeing where my time has been going. Um, I'm doing quite a lot of freelancing and I need to make sure that I'm setting aside time to work on my own stuff. And I'm also looking at that and thinking, okay, if I do a 12 and 12, like what, what constitutes a reasonable effort for me? Um, so part of this is kind of looking at it and evaluating a few ideas for this of, you know, what makes sense in a month? Uh, how can, you know, how can we, what, what does a test look like? What does a meaningful test look like? What would like a very simple MVP be? Because I can't build PayPal in a month, (laughs) get people using it. Like it's gotta be reasonable. And then talking a little bit too about marketing channels, that kind of thing. So I've got a big list of, of ideas from my ideas notebook that I'd like your input on. And yeah, let's do it. Brainstorm through it. Sure. So, um, I have a list here. Uh, I'll pick one and then you can pick one. Sure. All right. Yeah. Pick Uh, whichever one you want to talk about first. Yeah. So the, I think the first one that I'm interested in is, um, like feelings for developers, feeling in public. Right. Uh, I've had a, a real awakening in the last probably two years, just of becoming more in touch with how I feel and helping it to helping to grow myself and understand the ways in which I limit myself and that sort of thing. And I feel like I have a lot to share on this topic. Like how many times have I gone on Hacker News and seen people say like, oh, I don't really like my job. I'm not really challenged. And like, this is a very common thing that people are dealing with. And this just falls right into that realm of like, I'm dealing with, I have everything I could want and I'm dealing with like existential dread. <laughs> um, and these are all very important topics that I feel like people aren't talking about. Uh, and they're, but they're all incredibly important. So I'm not really sure what the MVP of this would look like. I, I was thinking that I actually kind of see YouTube as being a uh, being the channel for this, um, or not the cha- not the channel, but like you know, writing small essays and then speaking over camera. I think I'm good on camera, uh, okay. and I don't know. I feel like the people who are asking these types of questions are on YouTube or are reachable via YouTube. Um, there was a really interesting YouTube I saw a YouTube channel I saw a long time ago where there was a guy who um, he was just a very senior developer, and he was like. Yeah, man, this shit's hard. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> and he was just really emotionally vulnerable. And I was like, man, this guy's awesome. I don't think he makes videos anymore, sadly, but um Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good sign for me. I'd like to step <laughs> into his niche. Or it's a bad sign. Well, maybe. I mean, he had tens of thousands of subscribers, so um he was saying something that resonated with somebody. Could um, you buy his channel? Could I buy his channel? If he's not using it anymore and he has 10,000 subscribers. That's a very interesting idea. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about buying a YouTube channel before, but why not? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Okay, interesting. <laughs> the, oh, this is paying dividends already. I like That's a very hit, interesting idea. I like to idea. hit the ground running. That's a very interesting idea. Because, I mean, and the nice thing, too, is like the barrier to entry to, the, of, to this is very small. I can just record on my phone or I have a, now I have a nice webcam and I can just do a little bit of audio recording. It's, it's not hard. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think you'd have to research it. Like, I don't even know if it, you know, is it frowned upon? Do, do people get blocked by Google if they do that or? Oh, buying a YouTube channel? 
Yeah, buying a YouTube channel. Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not sure. And how the transition would look like if if it it is something that people do. Mm. Like does does he do a video or? Yeah, or do you he, just he, do you just appear? Boom! Yeah. I'm the new host. <laughs> I'm the I delete all your old videos, or like I don't know. Like I I know that he he appeared. His video style was just him solo on screen, fixed camera, and he was speaking to the camera. So maybe that's you know if I showed up, maybe it'd be a little different. But I don't know because that would also help with the distribution of this, right? Because um, like I know where developers hang out. Uh, we have, you know, well, I know, I know where developers are. Well, you know, I mean, like, there's a number of subreddits. Hacker News exists. Um, Dev.2 is a really interesting one. Uh, there's tons of developers on Twitter. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of this. Do you have an idea what what it looks like? Yeah. So I only got as far as recording videos and building subscribers. Okay. Not really a single deliverable or something that I could sell. Um, I have a feeling that this particular one would be like, how can I start building an audience around this particular topic? Right. Or start seeing if I can get a reaction out of people. Okay. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, I, I agree for this one. It, it seems like the most natural way of approaching it. You build an audience, see if... If there is an audience for this, like, mm. do people subscribe? Do people sign up for the mailing list? Do, do people follow your account on Twitter? Yeah, so I don't, I don't love the idea of building an audience, but I do really like this topic. And I don't really know what the... Um, I don't know if, if there is a product or something like that to sell, maybe eventually after meeting enough people and talking with enough people. But I love. I just love the topic. Yeah, because you could try to to pre-sell a course right away, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how hard that would be. Yeah, I don't know anything. Like, I I don't know if you if it's the right topic. If it's yeah, I mean, th- this is the interesting thing about uh, like this niche is like I don't know what services this niche directly. I think like writing and producing content around this a thing I feel strongly about is good, but. Maybe a fair question is for a given month, is the goal to make money? I guess that's what you, you decide at the beginning. Like what, what constitutes a winning metric? Yeah. For this one, it might be, it might be more long haul. Like it, mm-hmm. maybe there is no money target for the first month, mm-hmm. but there's definitely metrics that you can set targets for. Like how many subscribers, how many views? So I don't know necessarily that this is like, you know, I think if the goal is to like find a project that takes off, like if I woke up one morning and had 30,000 subscribers, like that's pretty, like that sounds like a win, but it's like, do I get to the end of the month? And it's like, oh, but I don't have a product to ship. So moving on, like it's, it's funny. Like it, it's, um, I don't, I, I have to think more if what a metric for a product is that I would want. Because uh, if it's total sales, total dollars generated, then maybe this isn't a great project for that, even though it might be a great, you know, longer term project.
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, this is a hard one. Mm. Like it, it's too, it's too foreign for me. Like I have no experience in this domain of mm. building an audience. Yeah, or monetizing a YouTube channel or mm. mailing list or yeah. But the answers are out there. Oh yeah, like for sure. Some people are, must be talking about how how to do it and what to. What's reasonable? Like in one month, what, you know, what's a reasonable subscriber number to have in one month? Totally. And an estimate, like, you know, how much is the average subscriber worth if you were to, mm. to create a Patreon or whatever other monetization revenue uh, models mm. YouTubers use? Like, but they must have a ballpark idea of how much a subscriber is worth. Mm. Or how much a view is. Yeah, because even then it's like, oh, generating money from ads even, or something like that. Yeah. Because, mm. yeah, cause, I mean, obviously the subject interests you, so it's something... You, you almost want to do even if it doesn't make money. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's a good thing. Like it, yeah. it's a good thing in the, in that at least you'd be doing something you love. Mm-hmm. But making money is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you'll have really bad feelings in public if you have no money. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I, I think this one, it, it, I'm intrigued by it, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily a fit for what I'm hoping for in 12 and 12. Okay. If you had to give it a grade, what would it be? I would give this one like a C, I think. Okay. Because I, I, yeah. I, uh, I think I am looking for like dollars generated. I think that's the metric that I'm, I'm looking for. Right. So I would give this one like a C or a C minus. Yeah. I would give it also a C. Uh, another idea I had along the same lines is um, the How to Be an Employee Handbook. I remember, it's funny, like, I remember coming out of school and being, I won't say I was a shit employee. But <laughs> but I definitely didn't know what I was doing. Like, it wasn't clear what the incentive... Even going back further than that, like, I didn't even realize that incentives existed. It's like I wasn't even aware that, like, my boss had tons of experience and wanted to get promoted. And, like, there were things that I could do to help him look good. And it was even echoed by my wife when she started hiring people realizing that like oh when you hire juniors like not only are they learning their craft but they're also learning like how to be a professional in the workplace and it's funny because now that i know how to do that i'm like oh yeah for sure like it's not that it's necessarily easy to teach someone how to be a professional but that managing people who don't know who don't understand that incentives exist is really hard to do it's like you have to teach them like no, no, you're here to generate money in this way or provide value in this way. Like, 
like not wake up, but like, you know, here's a gentle way of describing like what a job really is. Um, and I feel like, you know, there's so many devs coming into the workforce. Um, what does it mean to go to stand up? What does it mean to report on something? What does it, how do you ask for help? How do you conduct yourself in a one-on-one? And it's funny because like, this almost feels like a, well, not almost, this is, this is a problem that companies have, not a problem necessarily that individuals have. Because individuals, like, they don't know they have the problem. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. They don't realize it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. When when I started, I I didn't know I was a bad employee. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know my ass from my face. Like, (laughs) I couldn't... (laughs) There's no, there's no help in me. Well, the, like there, the problem was that everyone's busy because I didn't work for the government. I didn't have somebody to hold my hand. Um, you're kind of thrown into the fire and it's like, all right, well, well, thrown in the deep end and it's like, hope you swim. And I didn't get fired. So I swam, but it's like, that could have gone a lot better. Okay. So you think the, the customer is the, the company? I think so. Yeah. And like, if it, if it's a big company like Facebook or Google, mm-hmm. they must already have this, right? I would warrant that at a big company like Facebook or Google, I bet you you're a junior. Well, I don't, you know what? This this might be a thing I have to ask people about. I would be making an assumption. All I know is my own experience. And in my experience, my first job, I came into a team and like, I just remember how bad production support was and that everybody was just on fire, like dealing with stuff constantly all the time. And like, I needed support and I did not get it. <laughs> like, I think I floundered for over a year because I just didn't realize that I needed help and I didn't know how to ask. And I, in the meantime, I was just letting everyone down. <laughs> so like, yeah, or giving them no reason to trust me, which is where real growth comes from. It's like, how can I give Matt something and either know it's going to get done or rely on the fact that if he needs something, he can come to me. Yeah. I remember when I, when I did my first internship, like the, my, my boss had totally underestimated how much work I could get done in a week. Oh. <laughs> so he, you know, he gave me, okay, like here, write, uh, write these three parsers, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'd get them all done like in two days and then I'd try to go see him, say, well, I'm done. And, and yeah, he was way too busy. He's like, ah, well, come, come back at the end of the day and uh, I'll be able to, to look at what you did. And, okay. you know, and yeah, and at the end of the day, he was still too busy. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow we'll look at it. And so like, I'd, I'd be done like two days of work and then three days of surfing the web. Right. <laughs> Just like, cause really the, you know, there's nothing I could do as an intern. Like, I didn't know. I couldn't just go, oh, I'll work on this thing instead. Like, yeah. Let me pull something you know. out of the backlog. <laughs> exactly. No, I didn't even have access to the backlog. They were like hand feeding me things. Oh, yeah. So I think there's lots of lessons here. Um, and I think a lot of it too is so interesting channels here. There's lots of, um, like how to be a manager, manager help. There are subreddits. There's all sorts of things. And uh, I think getting involved in some of these communities could be interesting. Um, 
I think talking with people from boot camps is always very interesting. Um, cause I think that's something that you could probably like boot camp people could really benefit from. Like, I mean, like I, I think I, I say boot camps because I feel like there's a proliferation of them and they're turning out a lot of candidates and those candidates need help. They probably feel, um, if it, if I were in their position, I would feel very, um, I would not scares, not the word, but very, um, not confident uh, of my skills. You know, I just graduated from this thing and I know I need mentorship like we all do. And it's like, how can I find fresh people that need mentorship that need to learn how to be professionals? Bootcamps is a great place to start. Yeah. It's definitely a value add for them that they can say that our, our graduates are, you know, get a handbook. Mm-hmm. So I think I can, you know, I think an MVP for something like this would be, I could definitely put together a a draft of a handbook or even like, I could even think about what chapters would go into a handbook like this and be like, all right, I'm going to produce a single chapter. I'm going to, I'm going to overproduce that single chapter and uh, like how to do standups as a, (laughs) as a, as a, as a new employee or, you know, something. But isn't every company have its own way of doing stand-ups? Yes. Uh, but I think that central tenants continue to exist. Like everybody wants stand-ups to be 10 seconds. Like even realizing that like the disclaimer at the beginning of the chapter is everyone hates stand-up. Like no one enjoys going to them. So it's like you want them to be brief, even though most of the time they don't end up being brief. So how do you be the best participant you can in a stand-up? And it's like, okay. here are the four things that you need to do, and here's how to come prepared. And you will impress everyone. Everyone will be so impressed by you. Okay. Yeah, is there... Like, yeah, like... You could write one chapter, but that's sort of like working on the solution before the problem. Mm-hmm. Or you could try to do something else instead to make sure that this is a problem worth solving. Right. So maybe this is an interesting question then. For any project, like you would want to know the demand exists for something like this before you begin making it. So maybe it's going out, doing some preliminary research, understanding like, okay, there are people who are asking just through vague observation. Oh, in, in Reddit threads, people are asking these questions uh, or they're posting about this on Twitter. I don't know. And from there, it's like, okay, well, first of all, people seem to have the question. Now, is the answer to the question like a blog post or is it a book? I guess that's the the trick with all of this is like you have an idea for a product or you have an idea for a startup. Do you just begin building it? How much pro- how much time do you have to run a meaningful test? What can be a meaning? What, what's a success metric on a meaningful test? Because you don't want, well, you don't want to get too married to a solution. 
Agree. Right. So you don't want to invest too much on a, this is going to be a book or this is going to be a, mm-hmm. a video course. So you have to like, I don't try to be vague that you have a solution, <laughs> but you're like, you want to talk to people that have the problem. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe this is a little too audience based. Um, no, no, maybe not. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you've worked at many places. You, you, just in your personal network, you must have some people that you can you can ping and say, "Hey, do you want to chat for thirty minutes to see if this is a problem for them?" Hmm. And then, otherwise, yeah, online, wherever you see people complain about this problem, then DM them, see if they'd be willing to. To talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is interesting to think. I wonder, because it would be very... A junior would need to be very insightful that they are like, wow, I don't know what I'm doing. Or, you know, to yeah. feel like they're failing. Um, and be talking about that in public, which is like pretty brutal. Um, no, exactly. I really don't think that's the customer. Yeah. So it, it would need to be people who are complaining about the juniors that they have to manage in public. Um, and part of me wonders if I want to even serve those people. <laughs> or I, I, I don't know, right? Like, well, I'm just thinking, like, if I went online and started to bitch about all the people I had to work with, just like talking about them online and being like, this is just, just working with a new grad. The guy's a piece of shit. Like, oh my God. <laughs> This guy's a nightmare. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know that that that, that happens. I, I'm just I speaking like, from my own personal experience. I don't know how you. I like the boot camp idea. Like, if you could reach out to boot camps and sell it as a value added service that you provide. Well, I wonder if I could even make it a lecture. Like, if I rather than write a book, come up with like a 30 minute lecture on how to do this with some takeaways. And then I could email boot camps. I could email every boot camp I can get my hands on and be like, let's go. I could email every co-op department, every something, and just start messaging campuses, anything where graduate, fresh graduates will, graduates will come out. And to be like, all right, this is how you be a, this is how you be a, a, a technical, a, a junior technical person. Right. Yeah, I mean, it could be a lecture. It could, it could also be like uh, office hours. Mm-hmm. Like you offer uh, a ho- the equivalent of a hotline that these new graduates can call when they have questions. I love that idea. Jim Zardakis did that with me with design when I was learning some design stuff for FBARS. And I loved that individual attention. And I think they gave him a lot of fuel. Okay. Okay, so maybe so there's some approaches there of like how can I one on one be helpful with people? How can I and then like agreed anywhere where people are graduating using that as like a foot in the door, um, and then talking with my network, just people who are working directly with juniors, that sort of thing. Right. I I like the bootcamp because at first you could do you could offer a service that doesn't scale mm-hmm. like. That makes no 
no sense. Like, I'm, you know, your, your new graduates can call me anytime and I will answer their questions. And, mm-hmm. um, but if they like, if they like the service and they see the value added, then when they have the next cohort, like, you know, you can change. Oh, well, I'm not offering that service anymore. Now it's a little more productized. Uh, but you already have a, a working relationship with them, so it's mm-hmm. like this is very interesting. I'm going to hash this one out a little bit more because I think there's a lot of um, chats that need to happen with people. Right. Because, like, I wonder how much of it is like, oh, I'm managing a new. I'm supposed to be a mentor for a new junior employee. But I'll, oh, but I'm giving this responsibility to Matt, or I'm delegating it to this outside service to like tutor this person. Like, am I not able to do it? It's it's an interest. There's a couple different forces at play here. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, that's but, what the test is. That's why the test. But if they're not, they're, if they're not offering it, then it's a value added service. Mm-hmm. Definitely, they're too busy. They need help. Oh, like they're getting they're getting ready for the next cohort. So it's like there's no there's no time to service. The, the previous one. Yeah. True. Okay. So I would give this one... Um, I'd give this one a B or a B minus, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I like that it's very niche at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But... The one thing I don't like is that you you almost have to create the demand. Mm-hmm. Like that's uh, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like, yeah, for an indie business, we want searches. We want, yeah, like you don't want to create demand for anything. Right. That's it. But I mean, it's easy to test. Mm-hmm. Like you, you call a few boot camps and if absolutely nobody will give you the time of day then yeah there you go it's like okay i can't i can't even create demand mm-hmm. for this or i can even create curiosity for this <laughs> <laughs> great point it's like forget it mm-hmm. i mean otherwise it's yeah going in the forums where people are expressing demand well they're not even expressing demand they're expressing the problem mm-hmm. like i got these these interns or these new grads and they don't know how to do anything. And <laughs> but it could be a bit the same thing, right? It could be like, I'm too busy, so I'm going to hire Matt to, <laughs> to answer all their questions. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it can be like, Matt can offer anonymous like help also. Totally. Like, so if they're too embarrassed to ask their boss, they can ask Matt and, mm-hmm not lose face yeah and i mean it could be as easy as like because i mean people are already buying there's already a market for corporate training yeah come on and if you work for any sort of financial institution you learn about anti-money laundering you learn about all of this stuff um nepotism all that stuff and it's like this is yet another like oh you're a new developer awesome it's like there's a course it exists and matt is going to teach you about like what we the do's and don'ts of entering the workplace that's a format they understand in canada there's a tax write-off for that 
Um, there's all sorts of stuff. Oh, it's true. You're the expert of tax write-offs. <laughs> Got that in my back pocket. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that makes the sell even easier. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I still think of B- because I agree the um, it's uh, create, it, it might be a creating demand situation. Yeah. Um, going a little more technical <laughs> on the next one. This, this I, I, I love this idea. I don't even, I, but the problem is I just don't know if it's possible. So fine grain control over OSX notifications. Okay. So basically the, the use case I'm trying to solve for is I'm working and I want to go into D and D mode, but if my boss pings me, I want to know. So it's like, I want to create a allow list for people that I want to allow to punch through my D&D filter. Now, this isn't already built in? No, you can't do this. Really? No. So I don't know. So I don't know why. I don't know if this is technically possible is the problem. I don't know enough about the notification center. I don't know enough about how notifications are routed. Um, I've written a few like desktop notification scripts. Like it, oh, anytime I run any asynchronous builds locally, I always have like a little post append or I, have, I append a little function that just pipes something to the notification center to give me a, give me a pop-up. <laughs> so I know I can at least send things to the notification center, but it's like, how do I get in the middle of that? And like, <laughs> or maybe I can get in the middle of it, or maybe I need to get on the, um, on the tail end of all of it so that it's like, oh, a notification comes through from, from Slack and it's from Mark. Okay, I do need to let it through or something like that. Yeah, the solution is to get an Android, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's some interesting shit you can do. Like, I, I was uh, I was inspired to do this by uh, Andre Asimov. The, the He's a he, I was going to say he's a student of peer levels. Peer levels does not have students, but he's like a follower of his. And okay. he, he wrote a, a funny like OSX. Um, it, it's like turn off all the dumb stuff of OSX. So it'll be like when you get the, the, the pop up that's like, oh, you should update your, your operating system. He figured out how to just shut that off <laughs> so that it never asks you and it never pops up. It just, gone so i was that made me laugh and i'm like oh i wonder what other osx things there are and i keep thinking about slack and i was like oh this is gonna actually be really nice just for the whole async work of like i don't want slack to do any of this shit i just want it to punch through when matt messages okay me. that's it okay yeah i misunderstood i was thinking i, I thought you were talking about ios this whole oh, time oh no, no 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 osx just yeah 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 so. right yeah, okay, and it's not just like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense now. Slack messages from your boss or emails from your boss. Or- Anything that would cause a notification. It's just like, I create an allow list and that's it. So I don't know, like, I don't know if it's technically possible, but if it is, the nice thing is that the marketing for it, for at least for me, is real simple. I, I, have a, I can think of a million and one ways um, to market something like this, it's in the. I feel like it's in the productivity space, and I there's a ton of people 
I can message about this. I mean, this is very product huntable, same kind of thing. Yeah. It's very, it's a very horizontal product. It's, it's definitely B2C. Yes. Have you ever written a desktop app? Uh, I have not. Um, but my understanding is that uh, OSX makes it very easy. Okay. I don't know if that's true. Hopefully somebody out there didn't just cringe when I said that. <laughs> but uh, actually, I have. Um, there's a guy in our uh, indie hackers group who wrote a desktop OSX Go editor called Chime. Okay. Uh, and he would be a great person to ask. Okay. So, yeah, what would an MVP look like for that? So, for that, I definitely see it as, like, figuring out if it's technically possible. And if it is, writing, like, the most bastardized version of it possible, like, super unstable, and then running a beta... And then just messaging every, like, <laughs> it's like, if it takes me three days to figure out if it's possible, then it's like, perfect. That's fucking enough. Like, and then just marketing for 27 days of just like, here's a thing, get on the beta producing. I mean, I can even produce, like I, I, I was like brushing my teeth the other day and I thought of like a funny, a bunch of funny videos that I could make of like. Oh, you flip into, it's like, oh, I'm working, flip into D&D while I'm coding. And then like, oh, like end of the day, like, oh yeah, I just had an awesome coding session. And then you um, alt click the clock to pop, to have it, uh, uh, to, to show all your notifications. And it's just like, oh my God, production is down. <laughs> the baby is coming. Like all, I'm just like right. a million of these. And then a photo of the server on fire. Exactly. Jesus, fuck, where are you? Oh my God. Like just, <laughs> your, it's like, it, like fire emojis, SOS yeah. alert. Like, I mean, it writes itself. And it like the idea of just reacting to that, of just like, oh, you take a sip of coffee and then you see all these notifications and you just like the, the mad dash out of your chair. Like, yeah, the scream. I don't know. I have a, a million of these. Like, yeah. Okay. Have you have you ever bought a an app for OSX? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, at that point, it should be no. I mean, it was a million years ago. A million, million years okay. ago. So what do you do instead of, like, when you want a functionality, you obviously don't go to the app store. Cause you, so what do you what do? You do? Where what, do you go searching for, a, oh, for like, an app? Oh, um, I don't know that search... Well, actually, hang on. What, what do you mean? Like, I need my desktop to be black. What do I do? That's what you're asking. Right. Yeah, I, well, I mean, like... I mean, I personally would go to Google and be like, OSX background black. Or okay. change desktop or something. Okay, so you Google it, and then you would find it somewhere. Do you always prefer open source? Like, 
So you prefer links that are on GitHub? Or? Uh, no, I actually, if it's open source, I actually gravitate away from it. Okay. Um, open source apps like that. It's funny. It really depends on the thing. If I'm like, oh yeah, like this, if it feels like it should be built into the OS, but it's not, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm okay with open source for this. Um, But if it's, if I'm dealing with something external, like trying to think of the last time I fucking did this, like trading, changing the, um, like if you have a, an ebook and you want to change the format so you can put it on a different device, caliber is like the, is like the, software to do that and it's all open source and yeah. in that case i'm like oh of course there's an open, there should be an open source project to do this but, <laughs> but you've never bought uh alfred or alfred is this little oh, oh yeah wo- yeah yeah I, no i've never paid for alfred the the app that i bought is called charles it's a it's a it's like a proxy it's like a proxy web server. It's a bit like Wireshark, but you can use okay. it for um, clean. Uh, I used it for sniffing um, sniffing packets from iOS apps. So yeah, install them in the simulator and then use Charles Proxy okay. to like yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, you're not the customer for this product. <laughs> oh no, I definitely would have bought like this. The reason I brought this up is because I would have been a customer for for this product for sure. For this for this notification. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Have you searched for a solution? Uh, yeah, I've. I mean, it's been a while because I don't use Slack very much anymore. But okay, yeah, a few a few years ago when I was spending okay, more time so on you, Slack. So you searched for this and didn't find anything. Okay, that's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, I think you could definitely find a few examples of of uh, OSX apps, like how they started, hmm. like were they the private beta or to to see like what what seems to be the norm out there. Hmm. Because, yeah, hopefully the norm is that, yeah, people will release a very minimal version of it mm. and people will start using it, loving it, giving feedback, and it, it improves and then you can start charging for it and people don't lynch you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, what's the minimum that you could do? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, is, I definitely is it like a smoke test, maybe like some fake screen captures or or a video, like you were saying, a funny video. And oh yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. I could fake it. Yeah, like a landing page with a some fake screenshots and mm-hmm. a funny video, and share that on Hacker News. Yeah. Because I could also like advertise on a few productivity subreddits, like just buy ads and see if people click. Yeah. Because I yeah, will I say, this- like, part of me has been, I was rereading some of Daniel Vasallo's tweets, the guy who wrote AWS The Good Parts. 
And I don't know how much, I mean, he's also an ex Amazon engineer, so it's pretty, it would be interesting to get his point of view on AWS in general, but his approach to like writing that book and how he sold it. Cause he, he spent a lot. I remember seeing those ads on Reddit um, and thinking like, Oh, it's very interesting. Cause I'm on like the main page of Reddit and I'm getting ads for this. So like, they're pretty good at knowing who you are. So it's like, Oh, if there's, I could start by marketing it to develop. Like I'm, there's a lot of different ways I could think of permissioning this or um, positioning this. Like I understand developers better. So it's like, Oh, prods on fire. Oh my God. Like all that kind of thing is very, um, developer focused, but yeah, I mean, who else, I I don't know who else uses Slack and is super pissed off by it. Uh, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I think so. All developers. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the reality here of this is there to me, there's like two to three phases of this of just like, you know, number one is, is it technically possible? You don't have to show something super robust and amazing, but is it possible? And then the next part is, can I, uh, maybe then it's like, all right, can I fake something and put it out there and see if I can get eyes and then like have a beta list and have people sign up and, market the shit out of it and see if I can generate some clicks. Yeah. I mean, because if this is going to be part of your 12 projects in 12 months, like you need to really keep the scope small. Exactly. So I I don't even think the proof of concept is doable in this case. Mm. Like, I think you should just throw it out there. Like the landing page, the, you know, the, the fake screenshots, the, Mm the video like that that's plenty of work right there as soon as you said it this is this is very interesting as soon as you said that i was like i couldn't possibly do that i i don't have the product which means i have to do this i i must this is exactly the, the kind of shit in. that scares me i got I, yeah. i'm zeroing on on this i at, one of these projects needs to be total vaporware can't exist. I have to just put screen, fake screenshots and shit out there. Yeah, I have because, because yeah, because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna spend a long time yes. with the proof of concept. Absolutely, you know you're gonna say, oh, but it doesn't work exactly how I had envisioned. No, no, no just throw it out there, man. Yeah, you're totally <laughs> Cause, right. Because like, it it could be as simple as a Chrome extension, mm-hmm. right? That that checks. That's, you know, since your Chrome's already logged into all the Slack channels, mm-hmm. like the Chrome extension can check Slack, can check your Gmail. Mm-hmm. And then when it sees something from your boss, it bypasses the iOS notification system and just, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, whatever, like sends you an email or <laughs> sends you a text message. Like anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I totally agree with you. This is, I'm, I'm glad you brought that. I'm glad you pushed back because this is, that is so clearly a valuable, that is, that is, I got to do that. Like I, I have to do that for at least one of these products and it might as well be this one. Yeah. Cause at least in my mind, like the scope of this can be so contained. It's just like, it can be just slack. Like, I don't know. Just. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the first version. But for this, I wouldn't even say what the solution is. Like it would, 
the the landing page yeah. and the video it's all about the problem mm-hmm. it's all about the the like that scenario you were describing yeah. which you know like just that just showing yeah you want you want to be able to focus on your work but you need to be notified of something really urgent mm-hmm. from important people yeah. it's like and yeah this is the solution and it, the solution like you know it's just a simple animation that just shows that one important pop-up appear. Exactly. Sweet. <laughs> so I actually give this one, I want to give this one like an A minus to an A. Okay. Because I think scope is super small. And like you say, like it's about the problem and it's a horizontal problem. It's not just developers. I can start there, but it can, anybody can have this issue. Um, Plus, so much platform risk. Like, this is almost like a stunt. And then Apple just builds this into OS X. And you're like, okay, great. Right. But um, it's a hole. And I'm going to patch this hole. And I'm going to ride that ride that opportunity for as long as possible. <laughs> but I totally agree in that you can keep the small super... You can keep the problem super small. And it can be all about the problem. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you'd be amazed with... The people you can find on on Fiverr that can do videos for you. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really good point. That's a good point. And for thirty days, for for a, yeah, in thirty days, you can't get that much done. Exactly. But yeah, no, and if you're not good at doing mock up, like yeah, you could outsource that also on Fiverr. Yeah. Like I want, you know, I want a pop up that appears that says this. And mm. yeah, all right. So, what does that mean? Does that mean that's that's the one? I, I think that's a strong contender. Strong contender. Assuming you know it's possible. What do you mean? Oh, like I have no idea if technically even what I want to the nature of the idea is even possible so I would do like the tiniest bit of research to be like is in fact like you know I'm I haven't checked recently if it if it is if it's built into OSX yet so like go check make sure it's still that I still can't do what I want to do and right that like I can play with the notification center in some capacity but there's, there are so many ways you can solve it too, right? Like, so, no, I agree. If, if this functionality already exists in OS X, well then, yeah, yeah. then it's, then you, maybe you could sell a course of how to activate it because no one, no one else seems to know about it. Yeah. Uh, but the solution could be anything. It could be an app on your phone. It could be a Chrome extension. Mm-hmm. It could be an OS X app. It could be a cloud service that connects to your Slack mm-hmm. remotely and, and puppeteer and yeah. sends you a text message. Totally. Like it could be, yeah, that's why I wouldn't put too much effort in the proof of concept. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many ways to doing it. Yeah. 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 At that point, it's like, I just, I just need to know that the, the pipeline from application creates some kind of event that pops up that somewhere in that pipeline I can hook in and prevent it from happening. Yeah. Yeah. So 
we're running a bit long. I don't know. Do we have time for another one or should we call it there? I think we should call it. All right, cool. So yeah, that's, I've got a bunch more, um, but these are kind of like the smallest of the ideas that I, that I have that could work in a 30 days. Yeah. And no, I think, I think you should run with one. Cool. Well, this, this is useful because at least at the very least, it gives me talking about it out loud helps me calibrate like what is a project versus like what requires an audience or um, like trust, I guess. Is that the right word? Like I'm just thinking if I was going to sell a, a, a book on feeling in public or, you know, fe feelings for developers. It's like, what do people need to know about the offer versus what do people need to know about me? Um, and it, at least it feels like with a product like control over notifications, it's like the problem and the solution have very little to do with me. It's literally just like, here's the offer. You have this issue, pay to solve it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely the one I prefer mm -hmm. because it's a it's a problem that you yourself have searched for a solution for mm. and you didn't find one. So now it's just a question of finding out how many other people have this problem and will also search for it, mm. or if they see it, you know, they they see a funny video of it on Reddit or Hacker News or sign up to a beta cool and I, and I know there's plenty of indie hackers out there that have made OSX apps and yeah. have sold them themselves mm -hmm. yeah I mean the distribution aspect they're like because I know there's the Mac store or the app store or whatever and I know there's like a bunch of weird signing requirements and stuff like that. But like we're developers, like we know, they, <laughs> we know how to get around this stuff for the most part. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I, I had heard at one point they were going to be more strict about it. Yeah. But I think there was too much backlash that they, they backed off. There was a code signing thing that came in. So it was like, yeah, you had to like, for some fucking reason, you had to sign all your binaries. And so you didn't have to distribute them through the app store. But if it wasn't signed, if there wasn't like a, a an agreement signing or something between an OSX app producer and Apple, then the software just wouldn't run. Um, yeah. So they would, it would kill Brew, you know, like it just... It'd be crazy. Oh yeah, I don't. That's a great point. I don't know the difference between like how something like Brew works and something like these other apps. I'm not sure. I wonder if it's in how they're installed. Maybe. Anyway, but I, I agree with you. Clearly, there's some distinction because <laughs> otherwise, yeah, like <laughs> Brew goes from actually useful to just like a piece of shit overnight. Yeah. And yet again, Apple alienates a whole segment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, 
I guess that's it for me. I mean, do you have anything else? No, I have nothing else. All right. I will catch you next week then. All right. Hey, man. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> See ya. See ya.